So much for uh, a boring episode 10 that was just straight build-up for next season. That did not happen. Nope. Welcome back to Oysters, Clams, and Cockles. Um, after what was maybe the best episode of Game of Thrones ever, I'm with Veronica. <laughs> hey. Ruck. That's right. <laughs> and Barrett Dudley. Hello. And we have no guests. No guest was worthy of being on this show after <laughs> that episode. No, I mean we just I just felt like we needed the we needed the squad to be small for this. Yeah, uh, we 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 wanted to have all of the say basically. And, and, yeah, and fuck the let, guests. Not let anyone else talk. Wow. No, I mean that was it's like I'm still processing how intense that episode got. How Did you end up watching it three times? I got through like two and three fourths. Okay, then you fell asleep, and then I passed out. That that was that was just incredible television. That was an, so that was good. an hour and twenty minutes of I mean, the best everything ever put on film, yeah. large yep. or small. You know what? I, I have a question. How do they like? So this one was an hour and twenty minutes. If yeah. you're counting the credits, um, how does that work with HBO? So do they go in and they're like, hey, this week we want to do X amount of time, and HBO's like. I mean, because they've got other shows. They had to push back. Mm-hmm. What's after it? Um, Silicon Valley. Silicon and Valley to do this, right? Did they not? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't watch either of those on Sunday when I'm supposed to. I, I guess right. I'm uh, right now. I'm I'm on the I'm in the poorhouse, and so I'm just on HBO Go. Same. And so HBO I don't, I don't actually see the uh, this, Ross the is schedule. So fancy right now. It was real HBO. <laughs> I actually watched this episode on HBO Go, though, because it was up, like, three minutes before the actual episode I started. Was, that's funny. I was doing the same thing. Like, I was and checking I felt, every minute. I felt so fucking cool being, <laughs> just, being just a few seconds ahead of the rest of the world. Um, so I, I'm not exactly sure how the schedule got pushed. But, yeah, I, I think there's... I just was. Why can't they do that every week? Is what I'm saying. Be like, well, oh, hey, by the way, we need an hour and forty five minutes for this episode. Well, we've already <laughs> talked about how that's probably what they are going to do next year, right? And I think I think it's probably just because I think one scheduling and then two, like we've also talked about, it's just like a budget thing. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. The longer the show is, obviously, the more expensive it is. God, I want. I, we need to figure out. I'm sure this information's out there, and we can find it for Thursday. How much this episode cost? Because it, a lot. I'm, I'm going to guess it was. The most expensive episode they've done. No, the no, 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 no. Battle Last of the Bastards would have been more expensive. Yeah, really. Yeah, there's the, more CGI. Because the special effects and, and the CGI are, yeah. are generally Dude. what cost the most. Well, there were some there special was effects some there. Serious yeah, CGI true, in this episode. That yeah. explosion was not cheap. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, Veronica had a really good note. Just overall, I think this was on Twitter. Just um, the costuming. The costuming was insane. was insane, and I was gonna. I was like, I feel like Ross is not gonna care that, as that, much as I mean, that, I that first scene where they're. Yeah. Where everybody's getting dressed oh was God. really, really well done. Yeah, and I was noticing, I mean, definitely the first scene is where the costuming was the best, or like, and Cersei just overall. But throughout the episode, it was all mm-hmm. really, really good. Yeah. 
all the women in black the whole episode. I went right, I right. went back and watched it again and it was like Daenerys was in black, Sansa's in black. Like they were all in black the yeah, whole episode. That's, so, that's a good point. I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name, but the guy that directed the episodes, Miguel Miguel Sapochnik. Which is for, that's just a cool name, but he he did an incredible job. He's done some other episodes as well. This yeah. wasn't like his first. Uh, yeah, they should uh, bring that guy back for next season. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like we've said that a lot of times though. With like, oh, this was the best directed episode. Like, this is not the first time we said it. Well, I feel th- like this, this whole this, season. I, I mean, yeah, has this season awesome. has been really, really good. But the, I think yeah. the two directors that stood out were the the one that had directed some lost episodes, whose yes, name now yes, slips that's the mind. one I'm thinking of too. And uh, and then Miguel. But we did shout Sebastian. him out. Yeah, we did yeah. shout him out. Um, well, let's get back right into yeah, the mean, beginning oh of the God. episode. So the, 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 the episode opens with we, we're watching these individual characters get dressed, right? Get prepared to go to the trial by seven. Uh, the first thing I noticed was Cersei's dress. Yeah. And how cool it was. Like, yeah. y'all were just taught, like her seamstress as in general just made the. She must have gotten a new one. This whole episode, she was rocking awesome <laughs> outfits. Yeah, like, like a warrior, but right? The fir- a like warrior her, queen. Her uh-huh. one for the trial was like, well, I mean, she didn't go to the trial, obviously, but uh, it was like, it was like when when what what NFL or NBA team was it that decided during Game Seven they were going to dress in all black like they're going to a funeral? You remember that? Somebody yeah. did this in the last couple years or five years or so. But that's what it was like. What she was doing, it was like a yeah. statement outfit. Like, yeah, for sure. Uh, that o- just for her, by the way. It's not like anybody else was going <laughs> to see her in this dress. Just for her own personal badassness. Also, all her like accessories were silver and not gold, yeah. which I noticed. Yeah, and I don't know but why look, that was because it, it looked, looked so awesome. good on black. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it looked awesome for sure. Maybe it was white gold. Then <laughs> perhaps, her. Perhaps I mean, then yeah, gold. and then I mean, at the end of the episode. You know, she's got on a similar dress, a similar style, but with yeah. the the armored shoulder, shoulder pads. pads. Yeah, yeah. yeah, with the lions on them. Right. Yeah. They were fucking awesome. Cersei, man. Whew. Um, the other thing that I noticed that was huge, the beginning of the episode has this very distinct piano song. Yeah. That oh, kind of it, awesome. it, it ends up being the song that's pl- that pl- it builds and other instruments are added like a, you know, like a organ at one point. There's Vocal. violins, there's yeah, some like qu- like choir-esque yeah. vocals. Um, but at the beginning it's just that piano and mm-hmm. it's it's interesting cuz it's like that song was unlike anything Game of Thrones has ever right. done. Right. It was and it was so yeah, I thought that was definitely a purpose like you need to be oh, paying yeah. attention. It, it, well, it was cinematic. Something it was like never, like this has never happened before. Like a song yeah. out of a movie. Yeah. Um and they built it built the tension so well. It felt like a ballet to me. To yeah. It was it was fun. like the second that the, the music got me like crazy hype. I was Same. I, I was me too. I was going nuts. Um so I, I can't remember the name of the song. I looked it up afterward. But that shit, it will be added to my my iTunes. <laughs> um, so we see like after you know that we, we for, like I said we see all these people getting ready for the trial or whatever, and then one of the people we see getting ready is Grandmaster Pycelle, the like, creepy old dude who just, who just may like, or may not be as crippled as he actually seems to be. Remember that one like a couple seasons ago or a few seasons ago where Pycelle. 
he, first he has a he's a, he has a serious problem with prostitutes. Every time we see this dude not in his element, yeah, he's like, yeah, or oh, I guess in his so, element, he's with a hooker. So gross. This one he can't even pay, so he's he, he, he has a hooker problem. But yep. so, so gross. He, he's walking out, and this little kid approaches him and mm-hmm. says, "You know, Grandmaster, uh, I've got." Got some information for you. Who the fuck knows what he tells him? It had something to do with the king. Yeah, he told, like, he hey, told the him king the, needs you the down in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what, I, does everyone in King's Landing just blindly trust the word <laughs> of children, like strange small children? Well, those are like he's in on the, the little bird, birds. birds. Like he knows. Yeah. Is he though? Because yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought it was like. Well, he's an idiot. It, it, so he goes down to meet with the king because this kid has told him to and when he gets down there he sees Kyburn and he's like hey you're not the king where's the king and the Kyburn's little attitude he gives him like is is just Kyburn's a, a super creepy character mm-hmm. he's just like I'm sorry like I'm sorry you know I mean you know ill will by the way you're about to be stabbed like 150 times those so. little kids and this just made me Hmm, I feel like I'm so sensitive to this, like anything that is with kids, but I fucking hated that. I hated it so much. I'm like, you're ruining these poor kids' minds and souls by making them like stab this guy to death that, that like, was mercilessly. Like, yeah, that was like the worst prison shanking ever. I hated it. Yeah, hated we got like a close up of his face. His like blood is shooting out of his mouth and shit. It was With just gross. like a, you know, fifteen Chucky dolls just going right. going to town Dude. on him. <laughs> One thing I noticed when I watched the, the episode for a second time, the first Chucky doll that makes a run at him. <laughs> Gets swatted. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. goes flying. Yeah, like, he, he he gets one clean hit on this first kid before he starts getting <laughs> stabbed, and that kid took like a Ray Lewis tackle, dude. It was brutal, <laughs> but then uh, gets immediately back up and joins in on the stabbing party that's taking place. And that guy, anyway, good riddance. He that guy I, was so gross. And the, anytime he was super gross. seeing him with a hooker, anytime I'm like. Oh God! That poor woman who even has to pretend she just fucked him, like this poor actor. Yes. <laughs> Pycelle was definitely a piece of shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he never really got. He was just kind of along for the ride, like trying to like just, just live so it out gross. as long as he could. He was just gross, and he loved hookers. And P- his voice, Pycelle was like, oh, oh, like I. <laughs> was definitely like a remnant of the old guard. Yeah, you know, right. like yeah. basically, basically, like you know, like. Well, and that's what he gets told straight up by Kyburn. He's like, you know, sometimes you for the there old. to be yeah. massive change, we got to be out with the old. Exactly. Like, like in the U.S. right now, you know, like we have like kind of all these politicians who are who are trying to be revolutionary and like yeah. make it make a big change. And Picello is definitely just like the old ass senator who's on his tenth term and gets taken out to lunch by lobbyists every single day, and like, you know. I Just would never in my life be political. able to make that comparison. <laughs> no, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's right. He's just used to, he's used to the old way of things. Yeah, no, know? I got what you're saying. I yeah. just would not have been able to come up with that from my own brain. And the hookers, man. He loves those hookers. <laughs> right, yeah. See, so many parallels. Yep. Uh, so we see Loris. He's up first at the trial. And he comes out wearing, what the fuck, what is that? A dr- it's like a like a sack? Like rags. Like a brown... Oh, just- like a potato sack. That, I mean, yeah, he's yeah, just... Yeah, probably a potato sack. what all sack. those guys wear, pretty much. Just looks like shit. Uh, and His he hair's all, like, is, chopped up. You down. know, as we knew, totally broken. Confesses to every single one of the crimes he's con- conv- uh, committed... Or, I'm sorry. 
convicted of convicted of or whatever yeah. accused of accused of he oh, confesses yeah. to accused. everything yeah he confesses <laughs> He is accused and he Straight confesses. up Catholic Church confessional. Right. Um, I did it all. Dedicates the rest of his life to the seven, abandons the Tyrell name and all that goes with it, renounces his lordship and claims to high garden, will never marry, will never father children, and then gets the seven-pointed star carved into his forehead. I, for, well, I don't know why they had to do that right then and there. Yeah. It seemed like they could have... For everybody to see. For everybody to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just seems unsanitary, like... Shouldn't you have like sanitation, a sanitation? Probably not their yeah, that's top true. concern. I guess nothing about like look at where he's sanitary. been for months and months. Like they're they're not worried. Uh, I saw a comment on Twitter about the precision of their carving abilities. That's carving mm-hmm. a perfect circle with a seven pointed star into a human being's forehead while they're alive is some shit. Yeah, I can't even and draw that, a circle or a star on paper. And that's like, like neither. Well, of them. I saw the parallel to. To Brad Pitt and uh, Inglorious Bastards, how he, sha- uh-huh. he he puts the swastika into the Nazi foreheads, um, and I I just I don't have the steady hand for that type of Mm-mm. well, and and they're using like a big ass dagger too. It's not like they have oh, an exacto knife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a you know, big I, big I, knife yeah, takes I, even more of a steady. Hand. I agree. I agree that that is that requires some serious skill. So part of my thought process during wa- watching Loris. Um, completely cave to the seven was like okay so what the hell marjorie's whole plan here like because we know marjorie is scheming somehow right she's in some way shape or form trying to manipulate the game to get her brother out of prison and get the upper hand on cersei as he's giving all this up i'm kind of thinking like Damn, so really her only goal was to get him out. Mm -hmm. It was not about anything else other than getting him out. She was willing to let him, like, even though she was pissed about the whole him getting the thing carved into his forehead, you know, uh, High Sparrow tells her, look, I'm upholding my end of the deal. He can leave. He's free to go wherever he wants after this is over. Yeah. And she's kind of just like, God damn it. I know. I'm like, well, I guess I'll just, like, get bangs. I don't know. Yeah, what, what? What, I, that's one, what I was thinking during that time. Like, what's he going to do? Is he still going to be like, is he not going to have any more boyfriends now? Like, forever and ever? That's so sad. I, well, a couple of things. One, I think Loris was so broken that he liter- he really was w- about willing to dedicate the rest of his life to Oh, yeah. Seven. He wasn't I think playing. You're right. He was and, not um, playing. He was not in on the scheme there. He and was then, fully broken. Yeah. And then another thing that this first 15 minutes, I think, kind of exposes you to is that this was less of a grand scheme by Marjorie and more of like a desperation play. Right. Like it was, right. it, it is the, it, it is the only thing that she like thought that she could do. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out so she's, like not, she's not, she's some so, form of power. It turns out she's not so savvy. It, no, well, it's, it was, a, de- was. We'll it was a desperation play and it backfired on her big time. Yeah. And that is one thing to like to note that if the seven are real, Loris got in good with them just in time. That's true. <laughs> and now he's in heaven. I was like, I went to confession, but when whenever the world was supposed to end in like 2012, I like went to confession just in case before. Oh, because of the Mayan yeah, calendar. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know what? Now's a good time. And I just went just in that's, case. That's so pathetic. <laughs> whatever. Sorry, you don't have confession. No, I don't. I'm not Catholic. Mm. But I. <laughs> yeah, and I think. I mean, 
I think her her main goal was to I, I think if everything had gone perfectly for Marjorie, it was going like she had anticipated. No trial by combat. Cersei yeah. has to ha- has that. to come right. and, and like right. stand trial and is probably going to you know like be ousted in some way, shape or form, or even executed if she doesn't confess. And she would have gotten, I think, executed. Yeah. For sure. Her crimes well, were way worse. I mean, okay, let's assume that she did show up and she was not the... Uh, Shiesty bitch that she was. Crazy genius bitch that she is. I think the play would have been to do what Loris did. Because if you lie, then you're that's when you get executed. Yeah, but Cersei was not going right, to do Cersei that. Right, Cersei was not about to let, she it, wasn't gonna let be a like, star yeah. get carved in her well, I guess we don't even need to talk about... What would I mean, have happened? That's well, just not but, her character. But one thing that, that was I never going to happen. One thing that I do kind of want to think back on is like, what could Marjorie have done differently? Everything. <laughs> not whole really, play though. Well, why? Why? Like, like you know what? What I'm trying to remember is okay. Why she she, she, she decided that the play was? Oh, wait. They had their whole Cer- army. Cer- Cersei in- boned her. Cersei got her locked in this in the cell. Well, yeah. no, 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 no. But she boned herself, dude. Yes. Her whole Tyrell army That's is right. in King's That's Landing, right. ready to save oh, her. Yeah. Yep. And she makes the play mm-hmm. of That's right. Oh no, let's go this religious friendly She's an idiot. She totally put herself in the position to die. That's why I think she had some plans and they just but it, like it, she was but a good planner, but Cersei was better. Well, I mean that's why that's, like, that's why I thought she had some plans too, but as it unfolded, it it seemed like she didn't really know what the hell she was gonna do. I don't know. Maybe there was like more to did. it. I think that he didn't. I think the the faith like kind of tricked her a little bit. Like he had a long game too, and that she just didn't account for that he was like. I, I don't just, know that like her brother sh- got boned like more than expected. She got bested. She just yeah. got bested by yeah. Cersei. I think That's she really did all have that, a plan. That comes though. down to I, I, and I, I, obviously she got bested, but she also bested herself. Like yeah, she, I mean, she yeah. put way too much. Like she tried to scheme instead of just like, "Hey, your army's here," yeah. to break you and your brother out. Well, hindsight. Yeah, it is twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Was That's this what the they mo- say? That is what they say. <laughs> was this the most intense tw- first twenty five minutes of an episode I ever? Think so. was, I think it was one of the most intense, like opening twenty minute, twenty five minute periods of any episode of any TV show I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. That was. That I mean, was, they, they, they really just like started off with breaking with a bad blast. levels of intensity to just, where I was oh, like just, seriously uncomfortable. All right. I, the music was so perfect. It was like your heart's like break. Go it listen to that so song good. again right now. You'll get so you'll get goosebumps. Why? Okay. When Marjorie's like everybody needs to go, why doesn't the High Sparrow just let people what leave? What the fuck? I know. Why, why, he was, I hate why would guy? the faith militant be keeping the crowd there? He is not ready to admit that she is not going to stand trial. He's got Lancel out there trying to bring her back, bring her to the to the sept to do the to do this trial, and he's not ready to admit that that's not going to happen. He's trying to keep everybody there because his because he wants assumption is that she is going to come. Lancel is going to bring her back, and then it's only as you can see it in his eyes. He starts to realize like, oh shit, she might be right. Something really bad might be about to happen. Mm-hmm. And then when you start to hear the booming mm-hmm. coming from below, he f- has a full realization, like, um, I'm dead. We're all dead. This is, this is... I thought for a second there that Marjorie was going to get out. Yeah, I, th- I, did I, I, I did too. When she starts like like moving towards the door, I'm like, okay, Marjorie's going to make it. And like, I was everybody's so going to blow yeah. up, but she's going to get out. R.I.P. R.I.P. Marjorie. 
Yeah. Only only redeemable character that I was like, that was left. damn. Yeah. Everybody else in there could suck it. It was like the High Council got taken out. So let's go down the list of people that were in there that are all... The, well, fuck. I'm, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's talk about some other things first. Um, like how I've been saying that Cersei is the worst ever. I know. I all, did think of you. For all of these shows. And you guys have been like, no, she loves her kids. No, she's like sympathetic now. No, Cersei's cool. Cersei's cool. Oh, I never said no, any of that shit. No, Yes, you did. I never said any of that shit. Boom, roasted. I told Ross you so. Ross loves to go back on whatever he said. He's like, no, that wasn't uh, me. Go, that find, wasn't me, go me. find me a soundbite of me saying that Cersei's no, a good I'm not person. Gonna, I'm blatantly not going to do that. I it said it felt happened. bad for it her. It never happened. I did think of you immediately. I was like, well... I mean, it was right. All right, so one thing about this whole situation that unfolds, when Tommen's being a little baby and sitting in the chair in his room, like, looking out the window, and he's like, he's like, I don't want to go. It's going to be so, this is so hard. And then his little servant guy comes and tells him, like, hey, you need to get your ass up. Like, come on, man, let's go. The, the trial's going to start. And he just kind of sits there and ignores him. So the guy walks off. And then when he finally hears the door open again and he gets up because he's, now he's ready, he's like, all right, I'm coming. And it's the it's the mountain mm-hmm. uh, that prevents him from going to the trial with like a arm to the shoulder. Tom and what the hell was that? You guys are such haters on Tommen. He's just a little kid. I feel like he's like really young, and you're gonna watch your like. Brother-in-law and mom get. So, I, I don't. I don't blame Tom in here. I don't here. either. So let's talk about Cersei. Cersei's intentions here. Did she keep? Part of me thinks she kept Tom in that room so that he would have to watch it all go down, no. and she didn't care about whether or not he hurt himself after the mm, fact. That's insane. No, that's not what happens. No. See, I, I'm. I'm with Ross here. What? I, I. Yeah. I. No. I think that one Suck of the it. things that this episode did. <laughs> is it shows that although we've been led to believe this whole time that like the one thing Cersei cares about, like the one children. thing that, that humanizes her is how much she loves her children, that's not true. Power her, her is the real, one thing Her she cares real, about. like, she's, she's not willing to die for her children. Go back. If you go her, back. Her, 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 she's looking out for number one. That's her. That's the second she, that she, She's that all Tommen, about self-interest. The second that Tommen f- abandoned her and changed the rule about the trial by combat, he was dead to her. Yeah. And she oh, kept him I in that room so. to have to watch that explosion go down. And you notice how the second the explosion's over, the mountain turns and walks out. All she wanted to do was make sure he saw. Whatever happened to him after that, she could give a shit. And I'm she, sure she, she would have... She, she doesn't come, she doesn't she wanted... come check on him. She doesn't come say, I'm, like, I'm sorry I had to do that. She she's not Nothing. there. She she goes straight to torturing uh, Septa Septa Anella Anella. What a terrible fucking name. It's like Nutella. But no, I mean that was <laughs> a big Nutella. Yeah. That was a big review. Exactly. That was like a really revealing moment to me because I, agree. I think she. And then you see when she goes to see the body and Kyburn has it covered with a sheet and she's like, "Show it to me," and he's like, "Oh, you know, we don't, oh, you don't have to do that. It's gross. It's your son." She has no emotional change. At all. No change of emotion on her face. Doesn't break down. It's not like when she's at Joffrey's funeral and she's fucking broken. It's like she kind of knew this. there was a chance this might happen. And well, she was like, okay. totally. no. she was ready to move on, burn the body, put it, w- bury the ashes where the sept used to be, and let's move the fuck on. I yeah. totally do not feel you on this. I think she just kept him in there to keep him safe. And I think the reason she had no reaction to this is because she, after her first two children died, 
when Marcella died and she's like, what color, what color was her dress? And it was in gold. And I noticed that the second Tom put on his gold dress or whatever you want to call it in the morning, I was like, yep, he's going to die today because in gold is shrouds. And mm-hmm. I think the second Marcella died, she accepted that like Tommen's going to, I'm going to bury Tommen too. And I think that's why she wasn't as affected by it. Cause she just felt sort of like powerless against it. Like this is going to happen in my lifetime. I don't think she wanted him to die. I don't think she didn't care that he died. I think she just, he like she, I think she had mentally buried him already. You know, like once Marcella died, she knew this was going to happen too. And I, I think she just kept him in that room so he wouldn't die, but obviously. Why would she not, if she was really invested and loved her children, though, why would she not make sure that her last one survives? I don't know. She probably has some mental health issues at this point. I'm really not sure. Because she is the ultimate see you next Tuesday, and oh my God, I cannot wait for somebody to kill her. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I think we can move on here. You can weigh in on which side of, the, which <laughs> side of this argument you're on on, on Twitter. Clams and cockles is our Twitter handle. Yeah, make a poll. I will. I'll make a poll. <laughs> I'll make a poll the second we get out of here, and then you'll and then you'll look at it and you'll say, "Damn it, the people have spoken. I am wrong." No, I will not think that. One more quick question before we before we move on, or, or uh, I don't. Need, we're never moving on. Why did <laughs> why why did Lancel chase that kid? So yeah, all right, all right. Let's I talk about this. Why too. was he like, "Oh, a kid. I gotta follow him." <laughs> Awesomely. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next thing on this list. Oh, you're looking at it. No, no, I'm. I'm well, not. I'm whatever. Just so when, yeah, that's a gr- it's a great it's a great point. When uh, the high sparrow is like, okay, Cersei's not going to come to the trial by choice. She he sends Lancel to go get her. Lancel and two other chain wearing idiots walk out, and the first thing Lancel sees. He's a small child sprinting down the stairs. And he's like, man, that's suspicious. <laughs> a kid. What yeah, the I, hell? I, what I, was the thought process there? He's I, like, I, I have know. to follow this kid. So he like sends his other goons to go, con- like, go get Cersei. And he's like, something suspicious is going on here. I'm going to follow this kid all the way down around up into, oh, my God, a giant cache of wildfire. What, I, what the hell was that? I don't know, just plot progression. Lancel's just an idiot. Then he gets shivved. I was happy to watch him die, though. Watching him die is hilarious. First <laughs> Especially because he, wa- he like scooted up and just like tried to blow out this like last birthday candle and couldn't get it. <laughs> the kid that shanks was... him, like, <laughs> gives him... And then he kind of like kneels down next to him and like evaluates him. He's like, have you been stabbed enough to not quite make it to the candles? <laughs> You know what? I think you have. I'm going to go ahead and leave you here. See ya. Yeah, and like his, runs off. The, the fact that Lancel's legs were apparently not working at all yeah. makes me think that the kid was instructed to stab him like specifically right in the spinal cord. <laughs> no, I think he took like a knife to the kidney, dude. That was like, I, I don't know. That There was a lot of questions surrounding why can't he move his legs move at all. His yeah. legs I'm at telling all. you, I think that kid like got him in the in the spinal cord. <laughs> well, I'm t- you might be right cuz the kid was definitely evaluating yeah. his level of stabbedness. Yeah. He's like down on like why did the kid squat to like take a look and see like in his B-boy stance like yeah, what was, what's know. going on? Those little birdies are are obvious are Man, those kids are kids yeah. in this episode. Kids in this episode were just murdering people left and right. <laughs> Aria, it just it was, it, Veronica, you must have just been horrified. Not by Arya, but by those little kids. Yeah, I really didn't like that. Anyway, 
Lancel makes his way over to the the three candles that are got. What a perfectly timed and executed plan this was on Cersei's behalf. Obviously, with a lot of help from Kyburn and Little Birds, and but I mean, it, also he gets there and it's like, dude, if I'm th- the second I'm three feet away from those candles, I'm start start huffing and puffing as much as yeah. I can, like making some sort of effort. He gets like as close as he can. He doesn't even draw a breath like, to get ready to to like to like blow one out. You know what I mean? He's just like, oh fuck. <laughs> and then you see it. The coolest thing was you see the green in his, in eyes, his eyes, yeah, like explode. And it immediately that explosion. I had to, didn't notice this the first watch because I was just like in shock. But the second watch, the first thing you see as the explosion comes up through the sept is the High Sparrow basically evaporated. And I loved that that happened. I'm like, I'm glad I got to watch this Yeah, you you, fi- you really do get to see yeah. him. Like, him specifically, individually, like, become particles because right. of the explosion. Yeah, and I was glad to see that. Oh, uh, Game of Thrones, bringing out the best in all of us. <laughs> yeah. I really liked watching him die. That, felt, <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> I told, like I said last week, man, morals go out the window with this show. It's, it's all about entertainment. Um... What 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 else? I mean, and then Cersei. Uh, so, okay, so Cersei's yeah. up in her set in her uh, in her chambers with her funeral dress and has a perfect view of the sept and and has her glass of wine oh as she watches it all unfold. Like just fu- what the hell? It was just so perfect. Everything she planned was so I know. perfect. And she t- she has that smirk on her face as she kind of takes a sip of her wine. So evil, and that she was just so evil. Oh, it was awesome. I think full was, return to like full on Cersei badass. You know what though? I feel like it's Ramsay is now dead, so we need a new like human non White Walker. To, right, like, and, and super duper hate. That was the question: Who's going to replace Ramsay as the most evil, hateable character on the show? And it's, and it's very clearly Cersei. Yeah. Uh, but that, I mean. We don't have to get back into it, but all she did was sip her wine and then slowly walk down to go torture the shit out of Septa Unella. She does not give a fuck about Tommen. That torture scene was like that was the greatest thing. Like, yeah. Oh my god, she must have felt good during that. Okay, except she was gross when she was like, I can't even repeat it. I can't even say those words about fucking her brother. Yeah. Cause it feels good to have yeah. him inside of me. So she gets she gets down <laughs> yeah. there. Well, the first the first thing she does is she starts like waterboarding her with wine, like wine boarding her, where she's just dumping wine on her face and saying "confess." It was like it was poetic. It yeah. was it was it was and awesome. That music's still going. And then that's when she gets into that monologue about like she's like, she tells her like, "I know why you tortured me, why you shamed me, why you." used fear to intimidate me and it's because it felt good i do things because they feel good and that's when she gets into that list where she's like i fuck my brother because i i Uh, like the feeling of him inside me i I lie about (laughs) fucking my brother because i like the feeling of protecting our child by lying to the public or whatever protect whatever and that was just that was like it was everything about her character her saying it out loud and admitting to the fact that she doesn't give a shit about anything also, else. Also, wait, did we... I mean, I know we, like, 
basically knew that she killed Robert, but did we like for show know that? Be- yeah, before? yeah, we knew that she yeah. got Lancel hooked up with that. Oh, okay, like, I couldn't either, remember either drugged wine or just kept feeding him too much wine on purpose so okay. that there was a chance he'd have a hunting accident. Um, and then she tells Septa Unella, "I said my face would be the last thing you saw before you died. Do you remember?" And this this was the most evil part of the whole thing. Obviously, was. Yeah. When she's like, Septonella's like, good, like I'm ready to meet the gods. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to kill you right now. You're not going to meet the gods right now. You're going to be, she says, you're going to die for like quite some time. Yeah. Um, and then calls in the mountain and explains, what does she say? She says like, uh, Sir, she calls in. She calls him in by his name, like Sir Gregor Clegane or whatever, and says to Septonella, like earlier, she has said you were always quiet, and she says he's quiet too. Your gods have forsaken you. This is your god now, Ugh. and he takes off that helmet, and you're just like, ah, oh, first of all, he's just like a blueberry. <laughs> he looks like the the fat kid in uh, Willy, Willy Wonka, Wonka and the yeah. Chocolate Factory. After he does whatever he's not supposed to do, that turns him into a giant blueberry. That's a girl. But yeah. No. Nah, well, uh, maybe you're right. Whatever. <laughs> it made me think of Willy Wonka. So then, Cersei, uh, the mountain approaches Septa Unella, who's chained down to this table, and Cersei exits the room with the shame, shame, shame. Like shuts the door, locks yeah. it, and she sounded... and shuts shuts the fucking view peephole thing or whatever. Yeah. I was under the impression, like, the conversation that took place in my household was like, all right, so what's going on here? I think that Septa is now, like, the mountain's property with which to do whatever he wants, yeah. and she's about to get that dead dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That's That seemed very rapey she to me. She was getting hella raped. Yeah, yeah okay. for so. And... Oh, because he, he's also huge, and she's, like, a nun. And the, and and the like, mountain, the mountain historically, in his past life... Was a rapist, yeah. like a serial rapist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as a as a zombie, I don't see why he'd be any different. Uh, yeah, yeah. But rough for Septa Unella. Yeah. Gonna be. I wonder if we'll ever see her again. Like an update on how tortured she is. I hope not. I because mean, probably it just seems, not. Just I seems don't like why. Seems unnecessarily yeah. brutal. Like to rub yeah. it in even further. Um, yeah, that was rough. Yeah, I mean, and then. We see, you know, right after that scene kind of comes to a close, the Septa Anella thing, Tommen is in his, his chambers with that little servant guy's back who says, like, I'm so sorry, my lord. And then rather than thinking to stay with him and maybe comfort him because he's like a 13-year-old whose entire world just came crumbling down, he just fucking leaves him there. Yeah, p- and, and Tommen, like, takes off his crown and, like, walks off screen, but the camera <laughs> stays on the window and you're like, oh, dude, he's totally going to jump. Then I love that he didn't even jump. Just he just kind of falls forward. Belly like, flopped. Fuck it. Yeah. Like, no hesitation. Like, didn't care. It, dude, it was, it was perfect uh, and just super disturbing. Yeah. And also, thought, shout okay. out to Twitter last night for all of the incredible gifs and uh, reaction memes about, like, there were so many good ones about, like, <laughs> 
when you, when you realize that you have to wait another 42 weeks for Game of Thrones to start, <laughs> and it's the gif of Tom and just like walking up to the window and dropping his body <laughs> off of the side of the building. I saw that one. There were some you, really Did you retweet ones. that one? Because yeah. I saw uh-huh. that one on my timeline. That was really yeah. funny. Do you, okay, so do you think, and I couldn't decide what I thought that he did this because like, do you think that was just like realization that like my mom is an evil fucking person? Like, d- like, do you think he got that or I think or he it was, was just like it felt was powerless? Like, it was heartbreak. It was like full blown. I mean, everything just that everything. he loved, and yeah. he he had. I think he became a believer. Yeah, of the faith. He really he wanted to follow right. the High Sparrow. Mm-hmm. Plus, he loved Marjorie dearly. And then he's just a kid, man. So all yeah. that just kind of was like, just broke him. And, and he had, I think he had tried to like establish himself, you know, as a leader, as a king. Yeah. Like by made, like made joining an effort. With the, by joining right, with, the, right. with the faith. And he and just like, like had no power. Presenting mm-hmm. like his plan. And then, I mean, Cersei just like blew it all up, literally. You know. So sad. That was so sad. My pulls the rug out different. from under his feet, basically. But I did see a lot of people saying, and was that this is like the parallel to what kind of started it all, like Bran falling out the window or being pushed out the window. Oh, I hadn't seen that. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Just a nice little parallel. A little so kid I, we'll, falling out we'll, window. we'll close out the Cersei King's Landing part of this story now. Um, at the very end of the episode, at the very end of the finale, or not the very end, but towards the end, close to the end, later, Cersei walks into the throne room in her black badass dress with the silver shoulder, armored shoulders, um, takes the Iron Throne, is, gets this little queen crown, is announced as the, the queen of the Andals and the first men, protector of the Seven Kingdoms, and takes a seat. Yeah, so she just was like, all right, well... Nobody else is going to fuck with well, me. I'm and just going to do this. And there was this. no other success. There's no yeah. argument. And yeah, I think her point was pretty much like, if somebody wants to talk about how maybe I'm not supposed to be sitting up here, let's have that conversation. Who wants to talk? Yeah. yeah. And nobody's going to do that because nobody wants to die. Yeah. That 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 was that was a forceful overthrow. Yeah. It was fucking like coup power by force. Moves, ultimate. Yeah. yeah. And, and Jamie, Jamie's just he has just ridden back into the city and he's just kind of standing in the corner like watching her like it's almost like. I mean, I, I'd love to hear what y'all think Jamie's thinking right there, because to me it was like, a, oh my, like kind of like a, what have you done, or like, what yeah. the fuck are we supposed to do now? Yeah. I, I think he's definitely. This is not what he anticipated coming back to. No. Right, like he like rides in and he sees the burning, like he sees the smoke still clearing from the sept. Yeah, and it's just kind of like, oh god, what has she done? Like he hasn't had a hard enough fucking few weeks or whatever. Like now he has to come home to this shit. This this I think this either spells one of two things for Jamie. It either it either means it, it's either going to push him back onto like the redemptive arc, right? Where he goes and you know tries to do some good is more good than bad. Maybe go, maybe goes and uh, hooks up with Brienne, and um, or it's he goes on like a super destructive arc and ends up dying. I don't think so. There are a lot of people who think that he is going to end up having to stab Cersei through the back. Right, yeah. that's what I was going Just like say. he did so ma- the Mad King. The Mad yeah. King, and he'll be not only the King Slayer, but the Queen, Queen Slayer. Slayer. And the Valonqor. We'll just call that the Queen Slayer theory. Yeah. Um, yeah. I noticed Kyburn was Hand of the Queen. 
Oh, was he? Mm-hmm. I he's didn't wearing, notice. He's wearing the pin on his... Oh, I did not see that. Yeah. Well, nice, he's her only catch. ally, so mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense. Well, he's also just really good at his job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, she'd be so fucking dead if it wasn't for that guy. Like, he's done everything awesomely. I feel like Jamie was looking at her like... I don't know. I feel like he maybe is like, I don't love you anymore when he yeah, watched yeah. that. Like, yeah. that's what I kind of got. Like, he that. might, I think that's that coming. might be his realization. Yeah, like, his like, moment of clarity yeah. where he's like, what the fuck right. am I doing back here with this woman? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's she's what clearly I clearly insane. Yeah. I mean, because he know, in, in her taking the throne, he knows his last remaining child right, is, is gone, dead. is right. dead. And, you know, we, we, we had that scene a few episodes ago where he's professing his love for Cersei to when he's talking to Edmure because she's such a passionate mother that will do right. anything yeah. for her kids. Like that's what he yeah. loves about her. He loved their kids right. too. And then it turns out maybe not so much. Yeah. Or or if you're Veronica, then yeah, maybe that was part of her character. <laughs> the only person in the world who probably thinks that. I am there's no way I'm the only person who thinks that. I just like kids. I've got one more theory <laughs> I want to talk about on Cersei, but we can bring it up later. So let's go to the twins. Um, we see Walder Frey and the Frey, his gaggle of whoever the fuck these people are hanging out in this room with him. And Jamie and Braun are there, and they're celebrating this victory of getting River Run back. Uh, there was this great exchange between Jamie and Walder Frey where it becomes very clear that Jamie does not respect and or like this man. Because Frey, he's basically like, what are you celebrating? You didn't do anything. You keep losing this castle. We have to get it back for you. Then what's the point of you? Yep. Why do we need you? And just kind of dumps all over. Because Walder Frey you know, makes some remark about how the Blackfish was this big bad warrior and he was taken down by foot soldiers. And Jamie's like, hey, why don't you tell us a little about your fighting experience, dude? <laughs> When's the last when's the last badass fight you were involved in? He's and he, yeah, he, and he's like, you know what? It's fine. I still won. He's like, Whatever. you don't always have to like fight to get your stuff. I still beat all my enemies. God. <laughs> but uh, I want you to always no, he, talk in that he got, place. Yeah, that is <laughs> nothing like how he talks at all. No. Was, but uh, but Jamie gives him just kind of dumps on him, gives him a bunch of attitude. Leaves him with one real snide remark at the end, and then walks off. And Frey is kind of sitting there like, "Oh fuck you, dude! Not cool." Um, but at the beginning, of this little you know, this scene with celebration or whatever, there's this pretty little beer wench maiden that's coming up and serving the table that Braun is like eyeing. Uh. But she I only fucking, has eyes for Jamie Lannister. I fucking love Bronn so much. He's so he's funny. He's got so many Jamie's lines. Jamie's being such a, like, no, like, he's, like, being the pretty girl who's, like, no, like, they totally, <laughs> he likes you, too. They like you, too. And he's, like, shut the fuck up. They're looking at you. Like, shut, leave me alone. Like, it's come, great, don't pretend. Great line, though, when he says, not my type. And he says, what, not blonde enough? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Just makes a little dig at him there for the Cersei uh, sister fucking. Ah, the old sister fucking. Oh, good old sister fucker. <laughs> um, but then, so we end we end the fray or the scene at the twins with Walder Frey sitting on his little fucking table. It's not even a throne. It's just like where he sits at this table. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's pretty himself. typical for the for the houses and castles. Yeah, I just feel like his is shitty. <laughs> like he just has a shitty house, castle. Everything about his life is just He's shitty. Just shitty. 
And he's just like a he's, he's just a he's creep. just a loser. He even said so that he's, he's like being, everybody used to mock me, but mm-hmm. look at me now. Right, right, exactly. Well, he's what? a fucking loser. Yeah. So he's being served uh, this like pie by the <sighs> same by the same beer winch that we saw earlier that Braun was like eyeing and that was you know eyeing Jamie or whatever. And he like slaps her on the ass and is like, "Yeah, you must not be one of my girls. Like I totally <laughs> would have noticed you." That's my other Walder Frey voice. <laughs> um, and then he asks, like, where he's like, where are my where are my dumbass fucking kids, my two idiot sons that are supposed to be here? And this beer wench says, they're they're here, they're already here, my lord. And he kind of like looks around confused, and she's like, here, my lord, and like <laughs> points to the pie. And he starts to piece, like, he, like, lifts up a corner of it and sees, like, a nose or an ear or something in there, a finger. And she says they weren't easy to carve, especially whatever one of their names was. Pulls the mask off. Boom! It was Arya. Which was the coolest fucking thing ever. So she knows how to use the the masks. She can can do do the the faces. Yeah. Everybody who complained about the whole time at the House of Black and White... Which is everybody. Is, Don't pretend you're exempt from wasn't that. Wasn't me. I never did. Um, <laughs> is is t- It's totally redeemed. That whole storyline is totally redeemed. And she says... Uh, what was the quote? My name is Arya Stark. I want you to know that the last thing you're ever going to see is a Stark smiling down at you as you die. Then just slits his throat, <laughs> holding his chin back, and literally smiles down at him as he's dying. It was the coldest fucking kill. It was great. It was great. So this kind of now I'm now I'm wondering that when uh when Jacquin tells her a girl is finally no one and she says A girl is Arya Stark. A girl is Arya Stark. Now I'm kinda thinking that that was the point. Right. That he that he was like Don't be no one. Uh, yeah, yeah, she was like super embracing. Like I feel like the first thing she said, "My name is Arya Stark," and I was like, mm, "You go, girl." Was, uh, the also, look on his face is he's like, "Oh fuck." Yeah, but either way, she can use all of the black and w- house skills, of black and white yeah. training, and she is a deadly assassin, and she likes to murder. So uh, you know how after every episode they have the inside the. Yeah, and Benioff episode. was all like, this is a worrisome thing for her what character. What the fuck was he talking yeah, So if you're not know. aware, Benioff was, what, he's one of the showrunners, was like, you know, this is a really, I think, a sad or like a, 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 a worrisome moment for Arya fans because she's like this murderer. And I was like, what the fuck are you yeah. talking about, she's Benioff? She's been a murderer for... Your big baby? Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> rooting for this. Yeah. This was incredible. Yeah. It was the opposite of the reality. It was like he was trying to stay like somewhat PC. Or something like yeah, I did not I get that yeah. at all. No, I see it like fucking pissed me off. Like I almost like tweeted at him out I, of I, anger. I thought that was that was I thought that was weird to me as well. That was super weird. I it was agree. like for him to be able to grasp all this and be as good as he is. He's obviously a fucking genius. He makes this incredible show. How the hell did was that what he took away from? Yeah, it? that can't, I, I that can't be exactly what I, I don't know. That was weird. Maybe somebody in his family got murdered or something. Was it during then that there was a flashback to her too, like from season one? Or she was just such a little baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when she's yeah. shooting a bow and arrow. Yeah, yeah. 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 and I was yeah, like, yeah, they show oh all these God, cool little, little baby Arya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now she's uh, wearing Supreme and on Instagram and shit. <laughs> Fucking Arya! If you haven't seen the someone come get Arya Stark. Anyway, I don't want to get into it. Nobody's going to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, 
Sam and Gilly. If we don't have anything else, does anybody else have anything to say about Arya? That was awesome. I'm glad she got there. Me, oh, uh, I just did have a. Is Jamie on her list? No. No. Cersei. I know that. I know that Cersei oh, is. Oh, thank you. Because this is the other thing I wanted to bring up. The other Cersei theory is that Arya will kill her with a Tyrion face on, Ooh. fulfilling the Valonqor. However, you say that word, prophecy. Valonqor. And at the same time, also getting to check her off her list. That would be cool. It would be cool. And I feel like it's one of those ones that makes so much sense that it might happen. And then people are going to be like, Ugh, all these theories are end up being right. Like, Who cares? just enjoy it, man. Honestly, I feel yeah. like this you, season was all of that. Like, everything. Get, but it was but still it was perfect. Awesome. The way it was executed so well every time that I didn't care. Exactly. Well, and I, and I mean, the obvious debate that. Or the the obvious rebuttal to this is this is the most scrutinized and speculated over show of all time. Right, somebody's going to be have, right. Not, not, only, not only does it have like ten thousand pages of canon to go reread through and that's, like figure that's out all, the part that makes it figure yeah. out all these clues, mm-hmm. but it's just there are so many people out there now like spitting out theories that you're going to hit the right one. Well, yeah. but like, it's not just yeah. that. I mean, it's not like everybody's talking about 15 different theories and then one of those 15 is the one that happens. It's like one of two theories because, and then well, that one think, of two is the one that happens. I, mean, I think that's because yeah, the right one is the one that picks up steam. Well, and I, I also think yeah, it's because right. of what you just said, Barrett. There's 10,000 pages of you know story that have gone into this. At some point, it wouldn't be a good story if you couldn't kind of get a read for where it was going. Yeah, if there weren't clues, lit- right? Like they're supposed to be. Yeah. Right. If it was just you at home reading the books, you'd start to pick up the pieces and kind of think, "Ooh, maybe this will happen." But it wouldn't be a big deal if it did happen because it'd just be you reading the books. It's a big deal when the whole goddamn internet and everyone in the world is talking about these theories yeah. constantly. I think only one person needs to figure it out, and if it's a good theory, then it's going to blow up. Though that's I I. Feel like I agree well, with but favorite. with these with these theories, with a lot, of, I mean, it's not, it's not like one guy figured them out. It's because they they become fairly obvious. Like right. these are the yeah, these yeah, are yeah. the theories you're supposed to develop as a follower of the story. Right. Yeah. Um. And then you know sometimes they play out, sometimes they don't. It just so happens that in this season where we got a lot of payoff that we deserved and earned. Yeah. Over five grueling, brutally depressing seasons. Yeah. We got a lot of good. Theories that came out of that that were seen fulfilled. I mean, I I have no complaints at all. Yeah, yeah. So, is anybody else left on her list besides Cersei? Is there one? Other I don't person? know. Maybe yeah. the Mountain. Yeah, yeah. I I can Ooh. I can look it up. We can move on, and I'll 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 tell you. In a, cool. In a okay. So it's like we can talk about Sam and Gilly while Barrett looks this up because nobody nobody really wants to talk about this. Sam and Gilly get to the Citadel, um, and he's like so excited. To be there, really he's cute. such a—he's just a big nerd, a big fat nerd, a great big fat nerd. So he gets in there, and apparently the Citadel is just unaware of anything going on anywhere else in the world. Like they don't know that Jon Snow is commander of the Night's Watch. They don't know that uh, Maester Aemon is dead. So they don't know that they need a new Maester at the Wall. So they're kind of the guy basically tells Sam like. Yeah, look, uh, we don't have a record of any of this stuff you're saying. So while we check it out, feel free to browse the library. And he's like so pumped the about happiest. that. This little scene, though, I did like the scene. I was happy for Sam, but that little librarian—he could have been a he better a, a, cast. A, I thought he was. A, I liked him. You he did. Was a dick. He seemed like this one scene just seemed very like, 
Harry Potter to me. It was like very like magical and like very yeah. Harry Potter, very PG. like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's probably why I liked it so much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do like Harry Potter, but and, and and you know what? They had to include this to move it forward for Sam to move the part of the story forward. And I thought it was short and sweet. I didn't think it took yeah, up too much time. I agree, yeah. Just to say that they were there, I just thought it, his one line. I thought. They should have done a couple more takes of that one. He's like, no women are children. And he's like, oh, so. Yeah. I was like, come Okay, you could have redone that. Uh, no, they probably <laughs> think the same thing we are. Like, all right, let's just get this fucking done. <laughs> yeah. But so Sam, Sam rolls into the library. And in the first, the, the, you know, you see him like going through this row of books. And he's like running his fingers down the books and shit. He's getting all <laughs> nerdy. And then he reaches this much larger room. It turns out it's not just like a few rows of books. It's like it's 15 huge. stories of a bajillion rows of that's books. That's pretty epic, yeah. It was cool. And they have those, like... That was some Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings shit that's right what, there. That's what that, I'm saying. That All room. of it looks like Harry yeah. Potter-ish to me. And There's like a spinning, that's a spinning what I golden that's thing. That's shit from the beginning. And it's the thing from, from the, the beginning yeah, of the episodes. Yeah, that yeah. was With really all of cool. the sigils yeah. in it or whatever. Mm-hmm. That was really it, cool. Th- those were awesome. And um, Citadel's I, re- tight. I read that the Citadel has five million books, and George R. R. Martin actually knows, he has, has every single title listed out. And has, See, has, that's has the least. type of shit that keeps I, I, us from I, I, getting the I'm, rest of the I'm, books. I'm joking. I'm joking. That's not oh, true. Oh, dude. <laughs> that's not funny, man. I just got really angry because that's – it's okay, we should still be angry because that seems realistic. Like some he's, shit actually, that, he's actually written every single book like, that is in, yeah, the, in yeah. the library. Yep. They, they oh, exist. That fucker. <laughs> man, I was about to go off there. And uh, it, was, it, it was cool to see the like the, all the, the chains on the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like kind of like – you know that's why they were the keep, chains keeping and, with the whole theme yeah. of yeah. so he's he's clearly going to come you couldn't read every book in that room if you had like a thousand lifetimes yeah, yeah. i know i was actually wondering like How where is he going to find the shit like do they have a dewey decimal system like i just don't uh, yeah, understand I'm sure, I'm sure. dude what do you think those they got know. a lot of time to organize those books up in there <laughs> yeah. i th- i well i th- well, clearly we're going to see more of the citadel yeah. in the coming season two seasons whatever and and kind of learn how it's imp- what's important about it because it can't just be oh this main character Sam is totally going to the citadel to figure out like what what is he there for how to make valyrian steel possibly well, that's what we're, probably yeah how that's to how to how to but... like tame dragons or something or how to kill white Do they walkers know about, no how to kill the white walkers i think that's what but he's But we kind of know already dragon fire uh Dragon, what what the hell is it? I, ice glass. Dragon glass. I'm sure they're gonna learn something the new. Thing is, yeah, I, and so Sam only knows those two things. He doesn't know that there's that there are dragons, does he? I think he's heard rumblings at the very least. Okay. I don't remember specifically. And, but they don't know the dragon fire can kill the White Walkers. We don't technically know well, that. Well, we fucking know yeah, that. We know. I, okay. Yeah, but like, what, that'd be a major terrible twist in the story. Like, never mind. Oh, by the way, White Walkers can't be killed by dragons. Like, what the fuck have I been watching this show for? Anyway. I'm just saying he doesn't know. Oh, one of our listeners, shout out to this guy, Ray S., who referred to the Citadel and that library that Sam walks into as the medieval Google. Made me laugh. Nobody here thinks that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Ray S. Good, good. Uh, Sorry, Ray. Nobody, nobody in this good. room even fucking smiled at me. I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> God, tough <laughs> crowd. Anyway, on to a promo. Summertime is officially here. 
And we have a 20% off code for our great listeners from manoutfitters.com, the online retailer that makes oysters, clams, and cockles possible. Enter the discount code OCC at checkout for 20% off your entire order. We've got Patagonia, Under Armour, Yeti, Columbia, Cohan, and a bunch of other brands that'll uh, have you looking fresh this summer. It's manoutfitters.com, and the code is OCC. Uh, now let's hear from PGP's Will DeFreeze. Listen, this call's about business. business. Hey, this is Will DeFreeze from Postgrad Problems. Check out our new podcast, Touching Base with Postgrad Problems. I'm joined every episode by PGP's founder, Dave Ruff, and TFM's own Dylan Shivery, where we discuss business, golf, and being too old to use the word lit. You know, just guys being dudes. Again, it's called Touching Base with Postgrad Problems, and it's all on iTunes for you. Now back to your show. All right, so now we go to Winterfell, where we see a white raven, like, flying up, which we find out later from Sansa is, is from the Citadel. We don't find out who it's from or who it's to or what information is in it. But apparently that white raven signifies that winter is no longer coming. It is here. Um, And Sansa and Jon like share this little moment on the on the walls of Winterfell where Jon jokes. Well, father always promised, didn't he? Like, (laughs) (laughs) winter is coming. Now it has come. I'd love some backstory on that white raven. I hope that hope they explain that maybe a little more. I think think it'll end up being from Sam, don't you? Right. Yeah. 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 Mm hmm. Uh, so m- the big thing that we knew was going to happen here is uh, Sir Davos snitching on Melisandre. So he, he he comes in and just rips her a new asshole. To me, this was so fucking gratifying. I don't think you guys hate her as much as I do. I hate Melisandre. And I was so happy to see her get just like shredded. See, I think I immediately forgave her for everything when she brought Jon Snow back to life. And in all fairness, I think you're probably right, though. Like, if you really think about all the shit she's done and that she did, and when Davos has a poses a great, great question to her when he says, like, she says, I didn't lie. I was wrong. Yeah. And he's like, how many lives did being wrong? Like, how many people died because you were wrong? And if you think about it, like everyone? A fuckload of people died because she was wrong, yeah. including mm-hmm. burning little kids at the stake and thousands including of soldiers. Stannis, Literally including Stannis, including Renly, including Joffrey, even though that's fine. Two but like, whole armies, because technically it was yeah. Renly's army and Stannis's army, yeah. wiped from the face of the earth, which was, you know what? Those the, bur- people, the whole Baratheon name right. is gone because... Well, except for Gendry. No. Oh, but he doesn't have that name. Yeah. That's true. Okay, we, don't, two, we don't even know what the fuck his name is. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, she got she and and it, just as a bigger argument, those people would have been super helpful in fighting the massive army of oh, undead yeah. that's coming yeah. towards the fucking south. So yeah, Melisandre deserved every bit of flack she took here. But in a way, I think she kind of knew that too. I mean, she she defended herself for about ten seconds and then was kind of like, "Yeah, I'm a massive fuck up." So she gets banished. Jon Snow says, if you ever come back up north, I'll have you executed. Then Davos straight up says, if you ever come back anywhere near here, I'm going to be the one who does the executing. I, I will loved, put you the fuck I just down. Loved, that to me was like the performance of Davos's life. Just like crying It was pretty over, good. It was so was, good. Dude, that part where he kind of like yeah, breaks. Yeah. Like emotionally was so fucking Because I really good. do think he was more of a father to... Totally. To totally. Oh, yeah. than, than anybody else then was. Definitely more than Stannis was. Yeah, clearly. But, I mean, the fact that they let her just ride off clearly means that she's not done yet. So. Right. Well, and I think John knows that. 
Right. It was but, almost like John was like, there's some use for you, but it sure as fuck isn't here. Like, you can't stay here. Now go south and figure something out to help, like, contribute to this somehow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he really... John kind of saves her ass by vanishing her. Because, oh, yeah. Well, Davos yeah. just says straight up, uh, permission to execute her, please? <laughs> yeah. Permission and, to and, murder and then, her? And then, like, doesn't really put up a fight when John just banishes her. Well, because well, I he think... Probably realizes uh, he probably on some level, too, too, that yeah. there's, there is a purpose for her, okay. whether or not... You know, he doesn't want to see her anymore. Yeah. Just like get the fuck out. I was I was so glad for that. I love I love Davos and I loved his relationship with Shireen so he's, much. I'm so happy that he survived this season. Me too. So many people thought he was gonna be one of the characters yeah, to die. Yeah. He's lasted a long time. He's doing great. Good for him. Uh whereas everyone around him is is is, is dead. Yep. So then John and, and Sansa share this meeting atop the walls where he lets her know, like, hey, I'm having the Lord's Chambers prepared for you. Uh, and she's like, what, mother and father's room? And he's like, yeah, you're the, you know, you're Lady Stark. You hold our, the real name. Like, it should be your room, whatever. Um, and then they have basically the opposite of what Barrett thought was going to happen happens. Where right. there, there was either two things. There was a lot of conflict. It looked like there was going to be a lot of conflict between Sansa and John. It was either they're going to resolve that conflict or there was going to be more conflict. Right. It got resolved. They kiss and make up. Um, she acknowledges that she should have told John about her plan with Lord Baelish. Even goes so far as to say only a fool would trust Littlefinger. Right. Which I thought was huge for her character because it shows that she's not just being played. Right. And she was using him. Isn't even capable of being played by Littlefinger anymore. I think I don't think she is. Um, John literally gives her like a kiss of forgiveness on the forehead and all is well. It was a good scene to me. I mean, obviously things get furthered here because then Littlefinger and Sansa meet in the Godswood where I guess he approaches her. It's not like a set meeting. He just comes and finds her. Right, right. And he tells her straight up, I want the Iron Throne. And he has this great quote. Every time I face a decision, I close my eyes and see the same picture. Whenever I consider an action, I ask myself, will this action help me make this picture a reality? Put it out of my mind and into the world. And I only act if the answer is yes. A picture of me on the Iron Throne and you by my side. Um, and then he goes in for like this kiss with Sansa where she kind of like... <laughs> She's like, nah. She, she turns the cheek on him and says like, that's, a, a, pretty, pretty that's a pretty picture. Yeah, that was awesome. And then just walks off. Uh, but he gets Littlefinger gets in her head a little bit. Well, you think he might he might be. He tries to drive a wedge between her and John again. And like one more is, little he's comment. The one who did that the first time, she was cool with him until fucking Littlefinger got in her it head. It clearly became. I mean, he, it was his his. He he wanted one more little you know jab he threw out there that was like. Who do you think should be leading? You, the true-born Stark that was born in Winterfell, or this southern-born bastard? Um, and for a second there, you think maybe, like, shit, this guy has not given up. Maybe he's going to have some more success driving this wedge between Sansa and John. But immediately, that gets shit knocked. Little fingers, none of his shit's working out for him right now, outside yeah, the, of the fact that he's still alive. Yeah, the the, the real big thing, like, that was important, I think, was when Sansa tells John that he is a Stark to her. Yeah. Right. Oh, I loved that. I right. loved it. Yeah. But well, that and, was and before then, that meeting, though. Right, right, right. I'm just saying, but she's... But, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So then they have the meeting at Winterfell to decide, like, what are we going to do with all the Lords of the North? And things aren't going super well. Uh, but then all of a sudden, little Lady Mormont, the fucking scene stealer. Badass, yeah. She steps up and like I love that that character has contributed more and has had more to say and do because she was great. She I was awesome. Yeah, that's probably simply because she was awesome and like not that she necessarily. Yeah, so she to. she drops the I don't care if he's a bastard. Ned Stark's blood runs through his veins. Ironically, it doesn't. Uh, he's my king from this day until his last day, and we get the whole King of the North chant. Everybody like declares one by one. I got like full blown. I almost fu- like th- this was like I almost teared up like it was so powerful. It was really good. Uh, in such a cool scene. And Sansa looked. She looked to me proud and happy during she that. She was. Scene. She smiled. That yeah. was yeah. that was very important. I think I stared at her more than I stared at anybody else because I was waiting to see what her reaction was going to be. And she had her little like Sansa grin. Right. That like. Well, because this it literally followed the scene of her and Littlefinger talking in the right. Godswood. So right. it was like okay. Now we're going to see immediately, did Littlefinger's plan did work? And her. it did not. But then she looks over and has eye contact with Littlefinger while the King of the North chant is breaking out. And he's just deadpan. And there's definite concern there because he looks pissed and she gets his look on her face like, fuck, what is this conniving psycho that we had to, we had to trust this person in order to get to where we are now, but what's he going to do next? And that'll be the big question. What the hell is he going to do next? Yeah, th- this is not good for Littlefinger. It's, this is this is not further his cause. It's not good well, for anyone. Honestly, he, he needed Sansa to be right. the queen in the did north. He think, what the fuck did he think? Like he was gonna, how he's gonna get on the Iron Throne? That's like he's just in it. You're stupid. It, what, stupid. In what way did him. you think this was gonna happen? Well, for to you? be fair, literally every move he's ever made has worked out flawlessly until this point. Yeah. So yeah, it's so, like he's never had a reason to believe it wasn't possible. Yeah. But so the real con- the real conflict in the north now will be whatever fucked up shit Littlefinger is going to try to pull to uh, right. Yeah, to that'll re- be to take back power. But at least Sansa's aware of it, and I could. She knows that that he has this end game now, yeah. and I, and yeah. that's relevant and that's helpful. True. Well, so then let's let's get on to Beyond the Wall because there's going to be some more that we obviously have to talk about here. Uh, Uncle Benjen leaves Mira and Bran, says he can't go past the wall because he's dead, and there's magic in the wall that keeps the dead from passing. We already knew that. We've discussed that. I think that might have only been book knowledge up to this point. Maybe Sam had dropped some knowledge about that in an earlier episode. Don't recall, but anyway, the wall has magic in it. I'm pretty sure that's the... F- uh, we, we've... Earlier in early seasons, right. when they get up to the wall, I think there's there was some, some references to like that the wall has some magic, magic in it too. Right. But this is the first time that we explicitly learned that like as like, show watchers that it's that they can't cross. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then you know, as before, Benjen leaves. He props Bran up against this tree, which we immediately realize is one of these magic trees that he can use to to do his thing, um, to do his green seeing time travel. And so Mira kind of helps him over to this thing, to this tree, so he can grab a branch after Benjen has ridden away. And she's like, are you sure you're ready for this? And he's like, I'm the three-eyed raven now. I have to be ready for this. What if he's like, nah. Actually, no, let's not do this. Let's continue to drag me through the snow. <laughs> so then, boom, we're back at the, we're back at the Tower of Joy. Um, we see Ned Stark run up the stairs. Lyanna has just given birth. She's clearly bleeding out and dying. And she makes Ned promise to care for her baby. 
um, and she whispers something in his ear that we only get little bits and pieces of, but it's basically if Robert finds out, like you know he'll kill him, you have to protect him, Ned. And Ned is handed Jon Snow as a baby. Mm -hmm. The big thing I was looking for here is, is there going to be one baby? Is there going to be two babies? Is the Jon Snow and Mira are twins thing going to become? So it didn't. It's just I one baby. Zero percent of me thought that that was going to happen. Uh, for some reason, I did. I will admit to that. I was wrong. <laughs> That's the only th like the only time I've ever been wrong. Um, so Jon Snow is a baby. Ned Stark's holding him. I almost fucking cried again at this point. It was like uh, equally powerful. Like we we wanted we wanted yeah. to see this scene the whole season. Every episode, we've been like, is this the one where we're going to see the rest right. of the Tower of Joy? Is this the right. one we're going to see the rest of the Tower of Joy? We finally got it. We find out once and for all that, you know, noble Ned Stark, he took, he shouldered the blame of having a bastard child outside of marriage to protect Jon Snow. You know, I feel like he should have maybe told Catelyn, like, just her, like, just I think, so you know. I mean, yeah, but I mean, he, he, I think that was always his biggest fault. He was too noble. I don't think you should have told anybody else. I think he was else. also just worried that, it w that no matter if he told one person, it, it could leave. It could get out and then yeah. he'd be dead. And yeah. it was really complicated because Robert Baratheon's his best friend. Yeah. And he's betraying him in a way by protecting this child. But at the same time, family over everything, it's his sister's child. He, he swore and, to protect her on her deathbed. And what, as one? a noble person, I feel like you don't want a kid to, to be killed for any reason. So... Well, as, she, as a good noble person, right? Did other she, noble that's people what don't I meant. give a I meant noble, fuck, yeah. not as like a nobleman. I meant like as right. A, a, One thing that I'd like to know is how does Lyanna end up here in this Tower of Joy? I was wondering that too, and how like she did, because she's being in the the Tower of Joy is obviously at first being guarded by Targaryen uh, Kingsguard. It's right. where so did Rhaegar just had her. It's posted where up there? Rhaegar had her taken to keep her from Robert Baratheon, who okay. was in love with her and right. wanted to marry her. Yeah. Took her to the Tower of Joy, posted up the King's Guard around it to protect her, and that was the whole. I don't. It's literally, like I think a there's Disney's more backstory story, to that. Like um, a princess in a tower. Yeah, and you know? also, I'm I'm gathering. We don't know this. I don't I don't know this for sure yet. Anyway, I'm gathering that all the blood and and the the and um, I, I think this is all from the childbirth. That's what I think too. I was gonna ask if we knew that. Which which means that not. I which, never even had that cross my mind. I just assumed it all was. Which means that oh. um. Jon Snow's mom, Daenerys Targaryen's mom, and Tyrion Lannister's mom all died giving ch giving birth <gasps> to their children. Ooh, I just got chills. Oh, wow. <gasps> Did not realize that. Whoa. Oh, my God. You just saw me react that to not, that. I yeah. physically that does not, well, and got chills. Danny never had her kid. Targaryens are terrible at giving birth. <laughs> Okay, just to clarify, we talked about this in the last on in our Thursday listener email episode, and I think we said that Danny and and John are sister brother. No, 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 that is inaccurate. Yeah, I think I think I might I might have said that, or somebody said that. It probably wasn't me. I don't tend to make mistakes, but somebody probably said that. You and then we kind of just glazed over it and kept going. Aunt, uh, aunt, she would be his aunt. Yep. Yeah, I yeah. think Barrett and I knew that. Okay. So I think it was maybe. Well, you. we got hit up like forty times, so one of us fucked up. It might have been me. It's possible. Ross, Danny, we just said like five times. So like, yeah, Barrett and I realized that, and you're like, yeah. So one yeah, of so us. One, one of, of us. So <laughs> so one of you two said the wrong thing. Maybe it might have. It might have been me. I, I'm. I think that I was just kind of like had that in my mind, but no. You. Th this is. Ant. Yeah. We, right. Yeah. I've got it now. Yeah. So the the 
the possibility of an uh, you know of what a lot of people are rooting for is a Danny John right. relationship. To me, aunt and and nephew is even creepier than brother sister. Because that's because you're thinking of like your own aunts that are old, like. No, I'm not. So then, why is that worse than brother sister? That brother sister is way worse. Because brother sister, like Jamie and uh, Cersei, like they have this bond. Okay. Of, no, that's not real. That's not a real thing. You just you don't have to agree with me. Th- I'm just saying. To me, aunt and nephew is creepier than brother sister. I don't think I don't know what's going to happen in the books, but I don't think the show is going to like rest its finishing laurels on an incestuous relationship. I would hope not. I don't think they're. I don't think, think they're, they they're going to like. And now we're going to give the people what they want: an aunt fucking her nephew. Yeah, it just doesn't <laughs> like, seem doesn't, realistic to me, yeah. man. To me, the like, only reason aunt and nephew would be creepier is because there's usually going to be a like creepy age difference, but there's not. They're like the same age. I think it's. I'm just ignoring it, and I want it to happen. Yeah. Who? I, okay. Who else would Danny end up with? I don't think it's going to be John. I think she ends up uh, either solo, or I don't know. Then they mentioned in this episode, like, I need to get married when I get over there, form some kind of alliance. Yeah. There's no men left in this show. Well, maybe more characters come about. I don't know, man. Somebody's going to have to step up. Most of the dudes from every single major house that Are we were dead. aware of have been killed. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So somebody's going to have to have to uh, emerge. Or it'll be... I hope... It, I, I'm just... I don't want it. I don't want to see the ultimate cliche cop-out of John and Danny <laughs> getting married. I do. His getting married <laughs> to his aunt. I'll get over it. Come, it can't be like, hey, this is one of the greatest stories of all time, and guess how it ended? This dude marries his aunt. Get over it, Ross. Like it doesn't no, matter. I'm not going to get over it. You're going to have to when it happens. I could see Daenerys. Uh, I think that one of Daenerys or Jon Snow will end up being some type of martyr. Hey guys, this is Rob Fox from Total Frat Move, and I'm here to tell you to please listen to the Inside TFM podcast. If you're ever in a fraternity or sorority in college, or even if you just went to college, and you like to keep up with what's going on across campuses in the United States, or if you like drunken stories and our writers telling you their own drunken stories from both the past and, sadly, the present, then listen to the Inside TFM podcast. Search TFM on iTunes and check us out. All right, so then we're in Dorne, where the Queen of Thorns, uh, Lady Elena Tyrell, is meeting with the Sand Snakes, and so she is. She has the information that her whole family's been wiped out. Yep. Mm-hmm. So she's up here, she's all dressed in all black, dressed morning. in all black, yeah. to do some to do some damage to try to come up with some sort of plan. So the younger Sand Snakes start kind of like snapping around at her and whatnot, and she fucking bitch slaps <laughs> three of them That's down awesome. and says. Let the grown women speak. Yeah. She's like, you look like a little boy. You can't talk to Dog, me. Dude, told, I guess she at this point she has nothing to lose. She can yeah. be as mean to as, whoever she wants. But I was like, I don't think she realizes that these women she's talking smack to are stone cold assassins. I'm really glad that, that you know, if the Tyrells were going to be wiped out, at least Olena is still out there I to know. create some yeah. havoc. You know? And I love Olena. Right. 
Well, and it turns out that havoc works out because, you know, the Sand Snakes, Dorn, Elena, Varys approaches this meeting, and this is what he went to do. He went to go recruit them to join Danny, and they do. They all join Danny. So let's jump to Marine, where Danny is. We get this whole thing where Danny has to tell Dario, look, I'm going to Westeros. I'm going to need alliances. The best way to make an alliance is marriage. Basically tells him, like, point blank, I can't take a lover with me. I can't marry you because you're just some random sellsword That's like dude. the girl, like, that's like going off to college and being like, we're going to break up when <laughs> right. we go to college. That's a great so analogy. You know. Like, hey, we're going to college. It, this is over. And it's like, you never know until that moment. You're like, so we never talked about this, but, like, we're breaking up now. And, you know, I might have felt some sympathy for old Dario Nahalas, but I, this random HBO nah, hunk. I like, like, I like new Dario. No, he's just yeah. a random chunk of meat, Barry, man. I had that exact yeah, same thought. So I go, I had no, I was like, eh. You know what? If this was old Dario, I would be pretty bummed out right now. But I don't give a fuck about this guy. No. Old Dario had edge, man. He was cool. New Dario has edge. He no, has like hot no. guy swag. Boo. He has he has generic hot guy swag. Like, old he Dario could be was any hot guy looking. on any show. So? He doesn't look he, like Old Dario so? was a Game of Thrones character. You know, he, yeah. like he was like a real badass. No, I like New Dario. Nah. I also loved New Dario uh, asking like, "What the hell am I supposed like?" Who am I supposed to follow you up with? Like, you're the mother of dragons. I go from this to what? And she says something like, I would assume, like, a lot of women. <laughs> I thought I would assume you're going to go on, like, a fucking spree, basically, <laughs> to get over me. Uh, so he's out. Dario's going to be left in Marine to keep the peace while Danny goes to Westeros. Um, so Danny and Tyrion have a little sit down where. He fails to console her. I thought he was doing a pretty good job, but they both keep commenting on it. He's like, I'm terrible at consoling. She's like, you're failing to console me. I thought he was doing all right. I, yeah, I didn't really see I what. I think so. I, I, well, I don't think that she was like saying it in a bad way either. I think, you know, I think she was yeah. kind of ribbing him a little bit. Okay. Yeah. But Tyrion says, you have your armies, you have your ships, you have your dragons, everything you've ever wanted since you were old enough to want anything. It's all yours for the taking. Are you afraid? Good. You're in the great game now, and in the in the great game is terrifying. Which was a really cool, like, everything is coming to fruition. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With Danny, Like, we're, after all this shit that she's been through, like, roaming around in the fucking desert, begging people for ships and money and armies and... She's finally got all of the pieces that she needs to go over to Westeros and take back what she believes to be rightfully hers. Well, and, and that was my favorite line from Tyrion is when he basically like <laughs> they, the showrunners let him like voice what we've been thinking the right. whole time. He goes, yeah. he's like, he's like, I can't remember the exact line, but he's like, on the plus side, at least it's finally happening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty right. sure that everybody was like, yes, thank <laughs> God it is finally happening. Yeah. It has been Six yeah. damn seasons. <laughs> then in another like I almost fucking cried moment, Danny surprise Aww. says, I had something made for you. I'm not sure if it's right. Tyrion Lannister, I name you Hand of the Queen and pins the little Hand of the King Queen mm-hmm. symbol on him, which it looked right to me. I think she got it, it right. Yeah, I think she nailed it. And considering all that's happened between Lannisters and Targaryens throughout history, is it obviously a really, really, really big deal? Yeah, and just also for Tyrion in general, I and feel like yes. he's been like he was loyal so much. Yeah, and you know, 
in his own family, like getting things only for the temporary. He was only hand when right. Taiwan couldn't take over. He wasn't, they didn't take him seriously. And now he has this like, like he, he highest earned honor. This. He yeah. earned this honor alone. Yeah. Not because of his name. If anything, mm-hmm. the name hurt him. Right. He earned it solely on his own. What's the word I'm looking for here? Barry? Merit. On his own merit. Yes. Thank you, Veronica. Um, and that it was just, it was just a, it was like one of three moments in the show where it was like the most emotional moment I remember on Game of Thrones it was a really in a good, long and, time. And he, he almost cried too. And it was Oh, just, he's like fucking oh, shocked. It was so I think. awesome. And she was like so happy to give well, this and, to him. And in a way, I think it was a really big moment for Danny because this was obviously the right move mm-hmm. and it showed me like she in in back to back moves one she gets rid of Dario which she had to do right and then two she names Tyrion hand of the queen which i think she had to do he's an yep. incredible choice mm-hmm. right and it showed her wisdom that she was smart enough to know this is the guy right that's going to stand by my side while i rule the seven kingdoms so then we see them all on the fleet that has been assembled and it's got I mean, first of all, Danny's ship, the one she's on, with so the, badass with that dragon golden, head. golden dragon figurehead yeah. on the front. Uh, there's also ships from Dorne. There's ships carrying Unsullied. There's ships carrying Dothraki. The dragons are flying overhead. Everybody's there. I, I missed the Dorne flags. I guess so. Yeah, they're they're on the far. L- well, I guess the camera's kind of spinning. They're on the far end. Okay, so the they, okay. Um, Can but I yeah. say those Unsullied shields? I've thought of this before. They just look like nipples. Don't you think <laughs> they're like with the little, little yeah. circular, yeah, little, 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 little nipple little in the middle, like, nipply, <laughs> nipplish, nipply. That just derailed me. Once you get nipples Sorry. in my head, <laughs> Sorry. I, I can't think about anything else. Uh, so Tyrion is standing next to Danny, right in front of Varys and Missande. Missande uh, abs on fleet. Oh Damn. man, she looks great. That's a very good point. Also, both of them in black. Just saying, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's really just relevant. Black on black on black. So this, this fucking fleet they have is, is at least several hundred ships. Yeah. I don't know if it's 1,000. I don't know if it's 1,500. I don't know if it's 500, but it's a lot. And it's enough and to I get And I paused. There, so. I mean, I'm looking in the distance. They're as far as the eye can see, mm-hmm. the ships. And uh, I can't remember what my, what my point was about to be. They got, all, they got a lot of ships. They got a lot of ships. <laughs> N- nipples? <Was laughs> I think it was nipples. nipples. Anyway, the credits roll, jaws drop, boners pop. It, it was it was awesome. The, that whole ending with now they're all going to Westeros. People didn't think we were going to get that this season, yeah, and we got it. And we got it. The story is really progressing. Actually, I quickly. did kind of call it. Yeah. That, that the episode would end with would them end, riding yeah. off on on the ship. Yeah, I think yeah. that's. What oh, we oh, said. this yeah. is the thing I was going to say. I just remembered. It wasn't about nipples. It was about people complaining that Varys. I was getting tech tweets, text emails, telling me that Varys had either a, a like a twin or could time travel. Motherfuckers, time had passed. Yeah. Yeah. Like months. It could have been months. It could have been. We he don't left know. like a couple episodes ago. The too. fact that he was on the ship after just having been in Dorne, people freaked out. They right. were like, yeah. whoa, 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 what is this? Like it takes, it takes, uh, what's her name? Brienne, like forever to get from one place to the other. And, and then what? Varys is just all of a sudden on the ship. Like to, to, all the people from Dorne are there. Yeah. It's time Check to stop complaining about that. Like yeah. time passes. What, what what do you want? You want it to last, you know, 18 more seasons yeah. so we can have, like, real-time uh, <laughs> uh, uh, travel? And the other thing, Dorne is not all that far away from they're where pretty, they were. It really wasn't close. that far. It was yeah. close. They're, they're southern fucking cities. Get a cities. map. The, Get a fake map. Yeah, help yourself to a fucking map. <laughs> 
You're, Yo- you need a new map. You're in the wrong state. Yara and Theon getting from the Iron Islands over to S- over to Slaver's that Bay. That was a lot That's more a long... incredulous. Right. So I don't think I even have to ask this question, but what did everyone think of the episode? God, be- the best finale, I think, that we've had. Oh, my God. I thought yeah. it put Game of Thrones as a show up there with the likes of Breaking Bad, The Sopranos, and The Wire in the talked about conversation of best drama of all time. I mean, I was already there, but I was not all the way there. And now I don't think anybody could argue against that. It was an unbelievable finale. And I think this whole season as a whole best season was so damn good. It almost makes me like, fuck George R. R. Martin. I hope he never writes another (laughs) word. The best season was the one that went completely off book. Yeah. It really says something. And it was so good from head to toe. I just, I don't know what else to say. It was fucking incredible. It was amazing. I think also this season as a whole, we got so much um, like gratification. This season was very predictable, but it was, like I didn't care. It was so well done. I didn't care that it, even, I was predicting anything. But even now, amongst all the complaining about right, the predictions. Right. Yeah. But now, I don't know what's going to happen. Like well, this no, season was super predictable right. and now. But it tied up all those yeah. loose ends with and the predictions. And now it's like, okay, wait. Like, so okay. now, yeah. now, what, now what are we doing? Now we're going to see some shit come out of left field. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little worried on the parallel between Jon Snow and Rob Stark about how that scene was almost like identical to everybody proclaiming Rob Stark the King in the North. Yeah. Like, I kind of don't I want Jon some... Snow to be ki- the King in the North because that went terribly the last time around. But I, I, I took it as a things are going to be different. I, that's this what time. I did too. Like, this mm-hmm. time it's going to be different. Yeah. That's how I took it. Well, let's hope so. All right, well, that's it for today. We're going to do another email, uh, listener email episode on Thursday, though, so be sure to email in to clamsandcockles at gmail.com. That's all spelled out, clamsandcockles at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at clamsandcockles. Uh, I'm Ross Bolin, my social media. Follow me on Twitter at WRBolin and every other social account possible. Follow Veronica at Veronica Ruck on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. Uh, Snapchat is Ruck. Sorry about that. Barrett is at Barrett Dudley. Um, Hit us up. Shoot us questions for the Thursday episode. Be sure to check out our other podcasts in the Grand X Network, Touching Base with Postgrad Problems and the Inside TFM podcast. Also hit up Man Outfitters. Use that OCC code for 20% off your whole purchase. And we obviously want to keep this thing going. We love the podcast. The season is over. It was an incredible season, but we're going to do this... uh, this listener email episode on Thursday. Send us ideas for what you want us to do in the off season. We've got a lot of shit already, um, a lot of ideas planned, and a lot of things we've tossed around for how we could continue the show for the next nine months between while we play the waiting game. But hit, hit, let us know what you think, as listeners, what you what what you would like to see us do. Uh, thanks a lot, as always, and, and tell your friends to, to give us a listen. Peace. Be all of the time.